It's what happens when a game series gets screwed up so badly that its creators are forced to listen to their fans. We're talking about Resident Evil 7. Welcome to Breaking Board. up my man how you doing what's going on hey there buddy and what's up nerds what's up <laughs> <my> nerds um <clears throat> not much man how you doing what's, what's I'm, up I'm, I'm, I'm doing very well uh to bring it to a personal level uh when i was out in san francisco we we talked about diet and uh you you, you turned me on to something of um and it's really been helping man gotta say it's- Really you should, now great. you should probably tell the audience what it is instead of just saying you turned me on to something, because oh. <laughs> that just sounds awful. Oh, well, you, you you turned me on so so badly. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, to a a low carb diet, and you feel amazing, right? I feel fantastic. I I feel better than I felt in a very long time. Um, usually my body's like attacking me like from all angles. <laughs> Uh, and it feels like I weigh like fifty more pounds than I normally do, mm-hmm. uh, and and now I feel uh, at least normal. Uh, nice. So it's pretty good. It's a it's a big difference for me, and so I I thank you for for that because you're doing it because of a is that keep your cholesterol low? Is that is that why you do it? Blood, blood sugar, blood sugar. Yeah, that's right. Um. So yes, I am glad you are feeling well, Dave. And speaking of San Francisco, while you are here, um, you are kind enough to log into your PSN <laughs> account on my PS4, which I think you did maybe did actually like a year and a half ago, uh, and download Resident Evil 7 for whatever reason. I guess you really, really wanted me to play it. I did. Uh, and we had a pretty mellow weekend in SF, right? You've been here before. Yeah, it was more I didn't do any touristy we we, yeah, we drank and ate, and there was no need to go to Fisherman's Wharf and shit like that, right? Right, I, I, right. I didn't do any of the touristy things. Just kind of, we just kind of hung around, you know, um, and just it, it was more about uh, the people, hang, hang, hanging out with you, hanging out with your wife, and and just uh, making a weekend of it, and not really caring about you know going around San Francisco and trying to see all the sights and sounds because you know we've, I've done that before and. And we'll probably do it again. So I, I, it wasn't really a big deal. It was just by hanging out with you guys and uh, maybe playing some games also. I played a bit of The yeah. Witness, which was pretty cool. Yeah, you played um, The Witness, which you enjoyed. We played a lot of Hotline Miami, too. Well, I did, and you were miserable. You did, and I, I'm like, God, can can you stop playing this game? Like, Jesus Christ. But it's so like, good. Like, you've gotten, like you've played the game to fucking death. Like it's beating a dead horse. Like you've beat the ever loving shit out of that game. But and... I haven't gotten S ranks in all of hard mode. I'm actually uh, one, one level away now. So I'm almost there. Uh, yeah. And I think to most people that is called beating the ever loving motherfucking shit out of that. goddamn game. But it's, it's so good anyways. <laughs> and so you downloaded RE seven. Uh, and I figured, Oh, there's, you know, there's no way I'm going to finish this game in time. I played it. Uh, and I ended up finishing it, and it was awesome. And you actually 
you know, bought, I think you bought the game right when it came out, right? And we did, I a, did. We did uh, a retrospective I, series um, on Resident Evil, and then you ended up buying the game. Right. Well. We, we recorded the retro, uh, the retrospective series, or not series, it's, it's one episode. It was just us talking about you know, how we feel about Resident Evil overall. And it was, it was the day before Resident Evil 7 came out. And so... You know, we were, we, were, we were talking about it, whether we would actually buy it, and within two days, I, I bought it. I, I caved. <laughs> I saw the reviews. They they were really good, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I totally got to get this game. Um, this seems like it's a hole in my life that it needs to fill right now. Uh, and plus, it was had a, had a VR mode, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, I got I to gotta take advantage of this whole VR thing that I invested in. And so, actually, I, I started playing the game in VR, and I, and I probably covered this like in, in some other episode. But um, I started playing for like five minutes, like so you like walk in the house, mm-hmm. and then it was really dark. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I never proceeded to play the rest of the game without without VR. Uh, I I do intend to go back, um, and I have once or twice. But it's gonna it's gonna t- probably take me another five years before I you know, fully play through in VR. Uh, so it will happen. Uh, maybe in five years I'll do another podcast and I'll update how I felt about the entire VR experience. Yeah, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure we're all, we'll all care at that point. We are all waiting with bated breath <laughs> how I feel about it for a very very long time. So you finished the game. I think you finished the game in a week. Because I remember we talked and you were like, "It was awesome." It was, it was, you know, all the reviews were right. It was a really well done game, good pacing, very fun, uh, and you enjoyed it thoroughly. And I thought, oh well, maybe I'll play it someday. Well, um, because if anybody has actually been listening to the podcast, they know you're kind of unemployed, so you've got the, uh, you don't have the the cash inflow coming in. So uh, it's pretty much understandable that you wouldn't like buy any new games. Um, so we're going to have to play some cheapy games for a while. You know, these $60 buys, you know, they just can't, it just can't <laughs> happen on a whim, you know? So, um, so I had to come and save the day and let you play the game. So now you've played it. And how do you, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I thought it was fucking awesome, dude. I thought it was amazing. I think, uh, when I first played the demo, right, or the kind of teaser that was called, I think it was called, you know, RE7 Beginning Hour, I thought it was good, not great. Um, but I have to say this kind of surpassed my expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, given, but that said, I didn't, you know, begin playing the demo and just kind of not being as interested in Resident Evil, you know, after, you know, you and I played <laughs> RE6, which we didn't really yeah. care for. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, it surpassed my expectations in in pretty much every way. I thought it that it was excellent um, and um, some of the best pacing in an action adventure game that I that I've kind of encountered in a long, long time. Wow, I, I'd say that is fairly high praise. It is absolutely. You. I mean, I also we we played it in a weekend and it was super fun. And I don't know. I just think it's a very well done game. It didn't. So it Dave, didn't outstay its welcome. You know, it, it was it was a good length. Yeah, it was a good length. What, like, I think it took me like eight or nine hours. I think it was the perfect length. Um, but let's talk. You know, we we did in our in our retrospective uh, episode, as you mentioned, we did talk about kind of you know 
the Resident Evil series as a whole and what, you know, RE4 through RE6 were like, but that, you know, we were a bit soured um, when we tried RE6. We just really didn't enjoy it. I right. think it, that many reviewers felt the same way. But then RE7 changes it up. So tell oh, – oh, oh, sorry. Before we continue, we should mention to our listeners – we should have mentioned this way earlier. We're going into heavy spoiler territory here. <laughs> well, no shit. I think our uh, I think all of our episodes have been heavy spoilers, and I think uh, if you listen, yeah. But to this our game is like fairly is more recent than like you know you, you and I recent. usually go through like, like two true. year old usually, games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, if if you don't want any kind of spoilers, you should probably turn this off. And as I said before, uh, definitely uh, play it and then, and then come back. Uh, and we will, and you know, pick up pick up where you left off, and uh, we'll 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 talk about it, and you can listen, and it should be entertaining. At least I hope so. If we're not entertaining, then that sucks, and then we're not doing our jobs right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so re seven new gameplay, new perspective. Dave, what did you think about just the sheer fact that the game's you know it's a fir- it's it's first person camera right you're in the dude i think i think first person is perfect um and i kind of wish like i'd almost love to go back to like re1 with like a first person perspective because i i think like the technology wasn't there obviously when the first game came out but i think if it was first person would have worked totally well and especially like with the control scheme they have now um, it, it just totally works, and 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 I think the the control scheme is actually very similar to what it was. Just the perspective is different. Obviously, they couldn't do first person perspective, mm-hmm. uh, in in the original game because they did you know the whole pre rendered backgrounds. It was PlayStation One. It would have looked like total ass. Like it just it wouldn't have had the same effect that it, that you know that it would have today. But man, if you go back and you play against like just 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 imagine if you were playing like RE One, you walk into that first room with that zombie. And he and he comes around and he turns around. That's not a cutscene, and that's actual. You know, your your actual point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, when you probably wouldn't even have a gun at that point, um, you can see like, where they kind of took the game. They they really kept it soul alive. They totally have the, the the complete essence of Resident Evil and just took it in a completely new direction. Um, Which is interesting, so. and we'll we'll talk about this later. But like, even though it, it feels. On one hand, it feels very different, but on the other hand, it still feels very much like a, any like yeah. a Resident Evil game, which is really yeah. Yeah, interesting feel, and unique. You feel really like emotionally conflicted, like during your entire time you play the game, because you're like, this doesn't really feel like Resident Evil, but it yet <laughs> somehow it feels completely like Resident Evil. Like, <laughs> exactly. I, I don't I don't know how this works, but it works, and and, and it's great, and so. Um, you know, we've played other uh horror games since then, things like Outlast and uh Alien Isolation and all these types of games. This this one definitely takes some cues from that, but it's by no means a copycat of it. Like yeah, by, by like, no like, means. Don't... I think it takes actually the best things of some of those games and then goes back to kind of what made the original Resident Evil, what made that so fun and so interesting and just kind of combines it all and, you know, updates it for uh, present day and i think that they did an awesome job and on this perspective so yeah, if you if you were out there too and you were concerned that hey first person doesn't do it for me it doesn't even is it even like a resident evil game is it just a pt clone 
It is not at all. Not um, at all. Not at yeah, all. In they didn't fact, really do themselves any favors that like beginning hour because they kind of like went to a PT direction and yes. you play the game and like you're like, yeah, this is nothing like PT at all. Yeah, I think except for the perspective. I, yeah, except for the perspective. Though I do, do think that with the beginning hour, I personally, when I played it, I felt that it was kind of slow. Um, and again, spoilers. RE7, you know, the full game, it picks up within like the first like five or ten minutes, right? Like it is a roller coaster um, of of kind of emotions and it gets really intense very early on and that kind of lasts the entire game, which is I think pretty rare too. So um, if you did play the teaser too and you were kind of uncertain or you felt that it was a bit slow... I think that the that the full you know, the full game is a, is a lot lot better. So that's just my take. Yeah, there, there's a whole lot more to offer. Like it, that that what really wasn't a good sampling of what the game is actually about. And I think I had to give you that primer before you played. You're like, is it anything like the demo? And I'm like, well, it, really. <laughs> it, it 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 kind of is in the same way that like you go through a couple of the same things, but it varies or it it, it differs pretty quickly. Um, yeah, and, 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 and its tone is very, very different. Um, so it, while it's like, it shares a similar location, like it's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't share it for long and, and it goes down its own path and, and yeah, don't, don't, don't let that first demo kind of sway you. It, it de- definitely, if you, if you love Resident Evil in any kind of form or fashion, this game is, this game is fantastic. And so, Dave, let's, you know, now that we've kind of set the stage, let's talk about kind of the premise and how the game is set up. Because you basically, you start the game and, and you're right into the story. There's a, it's, it's fairly kind of, I, don't, I wouldn't say deep storyline, but there's like a lot going on or kind of, you know, what are the what are the main characters' motives? Who, who are the main characters? Why, um, why are we exploring this, this, this crazy house? Well, I mean, I don't think we need to go too deep into it. We don't need to go too deep, but let's just set the stage why, because, a little bit. Well, we can just talk about it because, uh, you know, if, if anybody's listening at this point, they've already gone past our total spoiler warning, so they've already played the game. They already know what it's kind of about. Um, and really, so it's about this guy, Ethan, and he's uh, he's going after his wife, who he hasn't heard from in a couple of years, like, like three years, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, she has gone missing. He's, he goes down to Delvey, Louisiana, uh, because he received a video saying to come get her. Uh, well, he kind of got conflicting things, saying one, don't yeah. come here, and then another one yeah. saying, yeah. come get yeah. me. So he's like, okay, yeah. well, I'll come his get wife. you. Yeah. 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 Um, who's got strange teeth. Um, they're kind of nice teeth. Every character has like perfect teeth in this game, even all like the but, crazy. But I, with the weird, but the weird thing is, I think Mia has the worst teeth out of all of them. You uh, think so? Yeah, I think she had some like gaps in her teeth, and I, I, I did not dig them. Um, like some of them were rounded in a weird way. I don't know. I'm kind of weird with teeth. I gotta say. Um, actually, they look pretty. I'm looking at a picture of her teeth. They look actually. In this photo that I or this kind of image from the game, they look fairly realistic. They're not like perfectly straight. They they look like somebody's realistic teeth. You know that maybe 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 she had braces when she was a kid, but she didn't wear her retainer. Yeah, she looked like she looked like she might have been a little bit bulimic at one point. Like she had been vomiting <laughs> uh, a bunch, and then like her teeth got kind of withered down a little bit, like around the edges. So they got a little bit like rounded <laughs> out because of all like the uh, the stomach acid that got regurgitated, you know, okay. from all the from all the meals that she let go. Um, 
So I, th- I think I think that might be something a little bit, but you know that's getting really into Mia's past, and we're not really getting that far into Mia's past. So Mia was married to Ethan. Ethan seems like a decent dude, but we really don't get we to don't know really him know, yeah, at, at all. all, at all. Um, good to hear him talk a couple times, but other we just know he 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 likes Mia enough to deal with him with her like going crazy and stabbing him. So. <laughs> Uh, he's very he he has a lot of conviction. Uh, we can say that about Ethan. Uh, well, certainly it's his wife. She kind of went missing, or he didn't hear from her, and then. Yeah, but I feel know. like maybe I've just had shitty relationships. But I think I just think that if I had a wife and she or an ex wife or whatever it is, and and she stabbed me with a knife, I I I'd probably be like, yeah, <laughs> b- bitch, we're done. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, bye. Uh, we're divorced. Enjoy your crazy fucking life. I, I think I might be that way, but maybe I'm selfish. I don't know. Yeah, probably. No, I think I think that's accurate. But again, this is a video game, and you could tell. Ethan could tell that when you know, when he he encounters Mia, and within like five or ten minutes, she kind of like her face just goes crazy, and she starts stabbing you and stuff. That it's like you know she's either possessed or she's fucked in the head. Or, oh yeah, she's got something going on with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. That would still freak me out. Be like, you know, bitch, be crazy. I gotta go. <laughs> um. So, I, as we said, right? This this kind of sets the stage, and now Ethan is basically has to explore. He finds Mia, but then I, I forget what kind of what happens after he finds her. She goes crazy, stabs him. Um. Yeah. Then and, you, you, you kind of go through to the house a little bit, and then you go upstairs, and uh, you run into Mia again. <laughs> Uh, and that's where she like goes after you with the axe because you like you try to escape through the through the attic. Oh yes, yeah. And then she's got the chainsaw coming after you. Oh so you yes, just that was fucking there. scary as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're like, you're like, oh, you're like calling out to your wife. You're like, yeah, oh, you gotta watch this. You gotta watch. This. Well, my <laughs> wife, as I as I told you, she's um she, she doesn't like no horror games or movies at all. I don't really like horror movies anymore, to be honest. Gonna find them all that interesting, but I love the games, and so she like. She takes everything she sees on screen fairly seriously, like it's real life. So, like, she can't. You know, if I, if I played Uncharted Four, for example, and I'm at that part where I'm driving in my little buggy and I drive off the waterfall to, like, you know, you know, for fun to like kill myself, she like freaks out. So you can just imagine <laughs> when you're playing RE Seven or playing a horror game in a first person perspective, and you got this crazy, you know, Mia bitch kind of going nutty at you. It's it's pretty scary. Uh, and so she, yeah, she was just like not having it. But it yeah, yeah like even like I like I was watching you play. I like cringe when the knife goes in the hand. I'm like, oh man, oh god, oh, god. It, it is a, it is a. It's, it's interesting because we fin- I finished the game, and then I was like, I was talking to you, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play it again on the harder difficulty, and I did. And even though I know what happens, I played it for ten minutes, and I was like, yeah, this this this. It gives me too much anxiety to go through again. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to put myself through this again. <laughs> See, it, it wasn't as bad for me, like, watching watching you play it through the next time. Um, because well, I think once you learn, like, all the game mechanics and you know where everything is, it's it's not that big of a deal. And you can play it, I think, like, uh, when I played Resident Evil 4, like, a bunch of times. And even though I still enjoyed it, uh, I could still kind of play I mean, even though I still knew what was going on, I could still enjoy it as I, as I, as I play it again. And um and I, and I think that started what happened with um like all that kind of anxiety kind of melts away like once you know where everything is but it still remains fun and I think RE7 kind of retains that 
it, to an extent, I think that it's. I think though that like RE4, you know, was even though it did have its moments at the time, it was very much an action game, right? And this game takes it to a whole different kind of original. You know, when I, we first I would played say Orton, that, it was scary before, as fuck, dude. I, I, it is, and I, and I would say like the first half of it is more scary as fuck than like the second half. I'd say like the second half of the game is more along the lines of more action oriented. Yeah. Um, though it does have its moments, it still has its moments, man. The 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 encounters and the creatures in first person, and, and, and also you know this the the game doesn't have your typical jump scares. Almost that you know there were times where I was expecting you know a character to grab me or something that's it always happened at these kind of uh the times that i wasn't expecting or i thought everything was, was right gonna be okay. I, I remember i was watching you while you were playing it and you'd be like oh and this is gonna happen like you're gonna grab my leg and it's like well that didn't happen but something else completely different will happen than you expected so yeah uh, they, did, so... They, did, they did a good job by not like playing into all the tropes that they possibly mm-hmm. could have mm-hmm. um and so i'll commend them on that yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, they, they did a really good job again to the pacing, right? So this whole thing happens with Mia. Then you start to encounter um, the Baker family, right, who have been living in the house. And it's very clear. I think there's, like, the husband and the wife and, and their kid. And it's very clear that they're all batshit fucking crazy, just like Mia. Um, mm-hmm. And you then progress through the game, and you're kind of going through various eras. And ultimately, like, you're fighting each of them except i think for the last guy and man the, the the really interesting thing is that first of all each one of these encounters was is like scary as fuck because they just it super seems intense. super intense they just appear like you know you'll just be like oh you know go walk into this door and all of a sudden they're just there right it seems like they kind of randomly um you know find you wherever you are um in that particular hub or area of the game and they'll just kind of appear and you can run away from them but and, and of course you want to kill them, but when you kill them or when you take them down, they don't die, right? They'll revive later, and sure. and you, you have limited ammo. They'll get a little bit of like respite, but yeah, it, it's not going to be short lived. And I remember you were playing and you were fighting off Jack, and so when I played the game, I went through and it was about finding the uh, the, the the replica shotgun, uh, so you can which I fucking love, by the way. Can we talk <laughs> about the replica shotgun? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it was like the first Resident Evil. It's when you, when you get the shotgun that you get the kind of replica or whatever, and you place it in in instead, kind of like doing Indiana Jones and put it in because it's the same weight. Um, otherwise, because the door, the door, the door I think will... is locked, right? Or the door right. locks. The, the door will shut on you if the shotgun's not in place. And so right. they totally did that in this game. Uh, so if you try to go into a room there's a shotgun you pick it up the door will lock but no if you replace it with the the replica shotgun or the broken shotgun or whatever the hell it is um that you can you can get the actual shotgun so and, and it was I a little bit of a callback like, i love that throwback i love that they did that i remember the feeling when you first get the shotgun in re1 you're like yes i got this much more powerful weapon than my handgun or at least you assume it is right you haven't used it yet and then the door fucking locks you're like oh fuck right it's like this uh yeah <laughs> yeah not yet exactly and so i just like that they like that they had a lot of these kind of throwbacks um one was that the other is that you know you have various 
rooms that are locked that have particular objects. So like, you know, in the Inari one game, you had like the helmet key would open doors with the helmet lock on it. Here you had like the snake key or the crow's key. Yep. So there, there's all these kind of little things that make it feel like a typical kind of old school Resident Evil game. So I really like that. Um, and my bad, I, I interrupted you. So please continue. You're talking <laughs> about Jack. Well, yeah, I was saying you're, you're trying to do that and, and you took down Jack. Um, which is the, the the father baker, and I know in my game I, I I took him down, but then I grabbed I grabbed the uh, the broken shotgun or whatever it was, and then I went down and I immediately did that before anything else happened. Now you kind of you kind of dawdled around uh, as I was watching you play. You were like, <laughs> I was lollygagging around. You, you, you took you took him down, and then you were just kind of going around like a, didn't know where the hell you were going. Yeah, I didn't know where I was going. You're you're exploring, and you went back, and then I'm like, Jack came back, and then I'm like, Oh shit, he can actually come back. I thought like if you put him down, he'd be down until you like like until a certain point, but no, that he he will come back and he will stalk you again. And, um, and what's interesting about these these encounters is, including some of these boss fights, they all feel like they could be boss fights or major end encounters in like pretty much any other game. They are all sure. that intense. Yeah, and do, do you remember when you're uh, when you you like encounter this police officer, and then yeah. you like Jack just fucking forks him in the head, and you're like in this car, and you're trying to run Jack over, and then when you encounter Jack in the little um, the basement room, and you like you're like going head to head with him in like this little tiny space with a chainsaw. I mean, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean it. Like most, like most games have like an intense boss battle, but it's Which like I really the last say, like <laughs> one thing is the amount of times you face Jack is almost ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's at least like four well, or five guy, times, right? Like I fucking die. He he is responsible for like four boss fights of that game, at least maybe yes. five. I'm not. I don't remember. And they're all fucking. And As what? you can tell, I just couldn't get over to all of these intense boss battles. They were all fucking intense. Oh, they were, yeah. They were, all cra- they were all crazy intense. I, uh, I wasn't as... I think... Uh, th- I think the last... Well, I, Marguerite was kind of a, a pretty intense fight, too. So, um, I'd say the most intense one for me was that garage encounter with a car. Yeah, I'd that say, was cool. That That one was cool. Um, it took me a little bit longer to to get the keys and get in the car, because um, I guess I guess you don't even have to get in the car. Like that's not really necessary to beat him. Um, from what I Though know, it just seems like the right thing to do. You got the keys, you got to get in the car. And yeah, just I, I didn't find the keys for a while, so I like shot him in the face a bunch. But I was running out of ammo, and I'm like, oh, keys, and like, so I'll see what I can do. Um, and so you know that that, that worked out, but. Uh, yeah, I'd say that was like the coolest encounter uh, that there was, but and probably one of the most intense. It freaked me out probably the most. Um, well, that one freaked me out. I think the one with Marguerite did too. Um, so, so you, after you take down Jack, you go into a different area. I think you're going to like his guest house area, right? And Marguerite is just scary as fuck. And sometimes she'll just appear, and she has like a little kind of torch lamp and she's just kind of looking for you right mm-hmm. and then at some point you know you get to the you get through that particular area and then like she's like morphed and she has like this like growth on her like 
crotch or something, right? And oh, she's yeah. like stalking she, she, you from the ceiling, and and you like she'll just drop in front of you, and it's fucking just. She turns I mean, into that, like a she turns like a spider, and then she's got like a bug nest like on her, yes. on, her on her on her belly, and on she her, like I was gonna say the JJ, but <laughs> well, belly. well, well, it's on her belly, and then she's got you know the the entrance is on her on her on her vagina, um, <laughs> and then she gives birth to bugs. Um, oh my god, those bugs are so fucking annoying. They just kind of like yeah. So I don't know if you ever like caught her in the act of giving birth to bugs. No, uh, did, is it? Did, did you ever see her doing that? I don't, I don't so, think so, so but I don't know if I ever wall, want to see that. You'll, just, you'll, you'll pretty much just see bugs just, like, flying out of her crotch. <laughs> that, like, totally fucking happens. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, I mean, look. It's a very mature a game. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, if you want to see a grown woman uh, who walks like a spider and crawls on walls and gives birth to bugs, um, you game. can see that here. This is this is for you. This is a glowing <laughs> recommendation from me to you. Uh, congratulations. Uh, just go out and, and buy it. Um, I don't think this game's going to go on sale anytime soon. Um, and, and I think probably because, I mean, the value can be so high because of a woman giving birth to bugs through her vagina. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so Marguerite was fucking crazy. Uh, but, but you know what I loved about when we talked about this, I don't know how to kind of put it into words, but the pacing, um, for like, I feel like maybe the end part of the game, which usually happens in a lot of games kind of, again, it wasn't that the game was too long or that I would say it's welcome, but I think the pacing in the first half was like fucking perfect. Like, oh, it was great. It, yeah. it, it was, it, there was never a dull moment. You're all there's there's new enemies introduced at the right time, new weapons, new boss battles, unexpected surprises. Um, new okay, well, kind of areas to explore. I mean, it was just fucking. I, I will. I, I I will say there were dull moments, but they were welcome dull moments. You wanted those dull moments because yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, sure, sure, you wanted sure. some kind of respite from it. You needed, you, needed, um, you needed to relax a little, right? But those dull moments never lingered too yeah, long. Yeah, that's uh, right. They, they didn't. It would always the tension would always ramp up. Like even if even if it was tension and nothing was happening, uh, like you were going into the basement and trying to do something. Like there were a lot of times like you didn't know what was happening, and so you kind of like freaked out. Like just at the, just like just at the thought of what could happen. Yeah, of course, because you don't know. Well, because I think the game sets that up for you fairly quickly. Given like you encounter Mia and then she goes crazy, right? And so like you have all of these. I feel like within like at, at the maximum these like half an hour segments you always have like a crazy kind of high point if 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 you know what I mean you know it's like it never the like you said the dull the dull moments come and they're welcome because you had an intense moment like 15 minutes ago right um and so well, I thought that they what did you say nothing go I thought that that I thought that they did a really good job on this. Um, and you know, one thing I like too, I was thinking about as 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 we were uh, as we're discussing this is I really liked the whole idea of the playable videotapes. What did you think of those? I love the playable videotapes. I thought those were great. Um, I wish I didn't have to play the one from the demo again. Um, yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> because it takes like fifteen minutes, and yeah. I'd like. I had already played it like four times because of playing through the demo. So I'm like, oh, God, do I have to go through this again? Oh, son of a bitch. Because um, it's almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, uh, there's one you do with Mia, which is pretty cool, uh, where you kind of have to, you don't have a weapon, but you just hide from Marguerite uh, as yep. she hunts you down in that, in the, in the fucking bug house. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then there's the happy birthday one which i i love oh, the happy birthday cool. one i thought yeah. that one was really 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 well done where it's kind of like an escape the room type of deal um which ends in a fiery death which is it was very very cool yeah it's basically um, the guy the the first video you watch right that i think it was that cameraman yeah yeah it was clancy later clancy and and what was the name of the guy the the baker that he's encountered he's a son right what was his name again i forgot that's uh lucas Lucas, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that that was pretty cool, right? It was like a little escape the room, puzzle, like some some light puzzle puzzle elements, which I which I yeah, like. It wasn't too taxing, but it did make you think. No, not at bit. all. And, and then it sets you up later because you, as Ethan, afterwards, if you've seen this video, you as Ethan will then know some of the hints on how to progress through that particular area because you end up, you know, Lucas kind of traps you in that area as well. And by the way, he makes you fucking drop all of your weapons. Right before yeah. you can go in, and I was like, "Why the fuck yeah. would you do this? Why would you?" Yeah, just turn I, I did the same like, thing, and I, and I also tried to cheat the system like you did, of being like, "Okay, well, I'll put it in, and then I'll take some back." And yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, it's not gonna work. All right, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so one of the one of the interesting things too is at some point, you know, you you know you you get a, oh you get these phone calls from Zoe, right? And Zoe's like, "Hey." You need to get this D head and all this shit to make the serum so that you can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, infected or whatever it is. And so is Mia. And so you need to get this shit and then you get it and you have a choice. Uh, I think you have to use one on somebody else. You have a choice of saving Mia or yeah, is it? You're, it getting, Zoe, you're right? getting right into the choice, the choice, the choice. And I the fucked. I mean, one I would... choice you can make to, to change the outcome of the ending of the game. Yes, and I picked Zoe. And I picked Mia. Yes, I picked what is known as the good ending, and and you picked what is known as the bad ending. This doesn't make any sense. Why would you pick Mia when you just said you would divorce her? She stabbed you in the fucking hand and right through, and she like cut off your arm or somebody. Because as you know of my history of women, I have a real soft spot for crazy bitches. (laughs) You do. Um, so so much I'm so like, that we were considering doing an episode just about that, even though it has and, and we to do still with might games. we might we might do an episode like a side episode on Dave's crazy bitches and, and so yeah you, that part was cool. Um, no matter what, you end up you're taking this boat, you get stuck on kind of this this ship, and then you play this kind of at some point soon after that you play this like flashback with Mia. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it's another video. I think it's another videotape. It is a videotape, uh, yep. And this part was fucking awesome because the first time you get like, you know, at that point, I think you've had just a, what, a shotgun, uh, the handgun, the shotgun, you have like a flamethrower, which honestly I didn't really like. But then you get this like fucking awesome assault rifle or machine gun and you get a lot of ammo and you feel powerful for like the first time. Kind of like in the Resident Evil 4 days, right? When you're like, it's a very action oriented. Right. You, you, you feel pretty empowered going around. Yeah, and you've got like those out, Taking out the molded and yeah, yeah. you got bombs. You're blowing the fuck out of them. And you're like, all right, motherfuckers, let's go. And this uh, was, that was a nice change of pace. I really liked that they did that. Um, even though, you know, it did, it was still scary at times and it had its moments. You got a creepy little girl, you know. You got Evelyn and everything going on, so uh, you still didn't know what to expect. But it was more that, at that case, like psychological horror rather than like any kind of physical horror. Um, right. So it kind of changed tone a little bit, and I kind of like that they they were able to kind of mix things up from all the, like the, the the fierce intensity that the dealing with the Baker family was, and then the game kind of shifted when it and, and a good portion of the game takes place on this ship. 
Yep. And uh, and you don't. I didn't realize that was going to happen. I thought that I thought it would be like a quick detour, like on the ship, and then you're going to go back mm-hmm. to the bakers. But that mm-hmm. doesn't really happen. I mean, there's a, there's a really huge part of the story that takes place on this ship, and 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 a good portion of the game. And so, uh, I I thought I was actually I thought it was a, a welcome part of the game. I, th- I thought it was a really good, uh, a really good change to to what, everything else that was happening, and, and a really good change to the tone. Yeah, and I think that's another example of really great pacing, right? You've you've kind of, you know, you you expect the at that point of the game, let's say what, that's like 5 6 hours in, you would just expect that there would be more of the same and then they kind of change it up on you and kind of change the tone a bit, um make it a bit more action oriented, make you a bit more powerful so it feels kind of fresh again. And so I yeah, I really really like that. Um, though it was still scary at times and it still had its moments. Uh, and, and so, uh, I don't remember what the fuck happened after that. All I remember is that like Ethan gets trapped well, in this fucking yeah, thing. Fucking, and, fucking goo. And, and, and so Mia's going after the, you're, you're, you play as Mia, you shift, uh, roles. Oh, right, right, um, right. You know, completely away from Ethan. Uh, and so you're as Mia trying to, trying to find Ethan and you go through, you know, like I said, the videotape was a flashback and then you go back to the modern time where the, where the wrecked ship, um, and it's kind of just this survival horror, uh, throughout this ship and and you know you start off with nothing kind of again it's, and, it's, and, almost, and so, it's almost like it's almost like a new game yeah actually yeah it's a, it's a good point uh and so here i think this is the first time too uh we're like you encounter or maybe you know you've already seen evelyn before but like you'd come and discover that evelyn and dave correct me if i'm wrong because i might have gotten it wrong but evelyn was like kind of like a an engineered almost bio weapon is that right yeah and so she like mia was her caretaker she went fucking evelyn went fucking crazy and starts possessing people turns out that she just happened for whatever reason you know evelyn and mia happened to have to the bakers found them uh and so that's the only reason that they went fucking crazy maybe they were just normal people hanging out in louisiana uh, before yeah, Evelyn, just, nor- just, nor- just normal country bumpkins right before that happened. And, you know, there was actually, uh, did you notice there was, there was flashbacks to Jack, um, as a normal person? Did, did, did you run into that? I, I remember that there was some sort of cutscene. I think it's, you know, when Mia discovers Ethan and he's in the goo, and he's having like this goo dream of where oh, the goo dream, the goo mm-hmm. dream where he's like talking to Jack, like he's yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. talking to Jack and Jack's like, you have to save us from Evelyn. We aren't bad people. She did this to us. Right, 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 right. You kind of feel for them and you're like, wait, yeah. these people are fucking crazy. They've been trying you're to murder like, me. Like, like, I just spent like six hours like fighting, fighting this guy. And now I kind of, kind of empathize with them. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Turn there. Uh, like, all right, Jack's not so bad. And so... You turn you, you uh, so, so you basically you kind of discover th- you know that Evelyn is this kind of genetically or bioengineered weapon whatever the fuck she is, mm-hmm. um, and then somehow you're able to encounter her you, you you encounter her and you have an an you make or you make like an antidote and you just stab her in the fucking neck and she turns in this crazy fucking weapon now this part was cool right she turns this like crazy fucking beast massive right yeah and then you somebody like throws a gun at you and it turns out it's isn't it called the albert yeah it, it, the the gun is the albert 
and the person who throws it to you is Redfield. Yes, Redfield. Now, this is like the only point at the game that I can remember where there's any sort of nod to Resident Evil, right? Um, there were there were a couple little things throughout. Like if you were on the ship, there was like a call out to Raccoon City. Um, oh, there was. I didn't catch that. Yeah, like one of the articles. But actually, it has like nothing actually, to do actually, with. No, actually, you did catch it because you read it. And you're like, oh, oh Raccoon City. Oh, the, they, they tied it in a little bit. And I remember that. Is that how I said it? Oh, Raccoon that, City. That's exactly how you said it because <laughs> I do a spot on Omo presentation. Uh, and that's exactly what you did. Oh, Raccoon City. Yeah, Raccoon City. Oh, good callback. Uh. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think there were minor things too, but I don't think that, like, at that point, like, None of the original characters that have been mentioned, like Albert or Redfield, there wasn't there wasn't uh, anything about Umbrella Court, right? Which was supposed to be the corporation that came up, you know, started this this whole fucking shindig with the original Resident Evil. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool that like they give you the you know some guy throws you this powerful weapon. It's called the Albert, which is you know named after Albert Wesker. Um, mm-hmm. And so yeah, and so anyways, you you, you defeat Evelyn. Uh, and this guy fucking pops up from the helicopter first. I don't know at the I don't know at the end of the game. I was like, oh, this is something's not right here. He's gonna like fucking kill me. Turns out it's Redfield, and you're like, oh, Chris Redfield. He looks completely. He looks very different. Completely. Is it really him, Dave? Do you think it's Chris Redfield that? So saves that's you? a whole that's a whole like conspiracy thing right now. So like so okay. So I did a little bit of research and I did a little bit of digging on this, and I think it's all just kind of like coincidental. Yes, I do think it is Chris Redfield. Um, what they did is they found an actor in Japan um, who was uh, from New Zealand. Uh, he's like a model or something. Uh, and so they were saying that the Chris Redfield model that they had from like RE Five is not a realistic person <laughs> he's not realistic looking at all because well, he's it's, a it's big, true he's like fucking they, they made him he's like, like a big he's a big su- right he's a big superhuman monster that can punch boulders um and so like <laughs> right. we don't want a big superhuman monster that can punch boulders we want to like bring things back to reality because we're in first person we kind of went back to reality with like the proportions of all of these human beings here and so we want to do the same with chris and so they kind of went in a new direction so kind of like kind of like this whole thing was a reboot they kind of rebooted chris as well and so i do think it is chris redfield um people still have their like conspiracy theories that it's hung well. or something. Well, here's the thing. I don't think it was that. It wasn't the fact that his model changed. I think that just happens. You know, that happens many times with beloved series, right? Where they end okay, up changing. So, all right. So lay on. What What is it that you so, know? What What's going on? So it's a couple of things. It's first that um, you you know Redfield comes and saves you, and he puts you in this helicopter, and the helicopter has umbrella, the umbrella logo on it. Now. Yeah. Which has been known to be this evil organization that fucking started this whole thing true, and created these true, zombies and shit. True, true. But then I saw somebody else point out that in um, some of I think they were like the Resident wait, wait, Evil gameplay. Were you on the NeoGAF forums? Maybe actually, <laughs> I wasn't on the NeoGAF forums. I was on the Resident Evil subreddit. Okay, okay. Um, all right. Which is an excellent place for information if you're interested. There's a lot of cool conversations happening there about the story and dlc and the game in general anyways um and so it's, it says fucking umbrella core um, umbrella and so it's like wait why is chris redfield associated with umbrella and so that was kind of weird though i did read that 
in one of the old games or one of the the spinoffs that was called like you know Resident Evil Umbrella Corps, where like somehow they took the corporation's name and applied it to like their anti movement where they want to I don't know, but it doesn't make sense to me, and it's kind of it almost comes off even in the game as a bit suspect. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it's the real Chris Redfield or. You know, maybe this new umbrella isn't the same umbrella. Maybe this Redfield is a good guy. Maybe not. Who knows? But I think it was a really um, and and, and this is this is another reason why we don't get invested in the lore of these games because they're batshit crazy. And so let's. I I so I'm gonna say we don't go too far into this. Uh, I'm going to take it for what it is and that it was a really good game. Uh, they did a good job. And I think if we go too far down into uh, the lore, I, I think we're feeding into uh, what they've done before. And I don't want to go down that path. I really don't. Um, well, I, I personally think it's actually what makes the game interesting to talk about um, outside no. of, you know, the, mostly the gameplay. But I thought that the ending was really well done no, it uh, and it made me think for a couple of days which is what a lot of good s- stories do even though the story i mean to be honest this was probably one of the better resident evil stories we played through i thought that oh, it was it well, was well, a really well, really well, good well, story most of them don't make any goddamn sense whatsoever so yeah yeah this one was you know as you would expect far out there but it was i think it was much more grounded um, and it was told in a really kind of more interesting fashion compared to typical RE games. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, we don't, we're not going to spend uh, an episode talking, you know, spend an hour talking about the story, but I thought the ending was intriguing, uh, and I and I liked it. Was. And, and it deserves in. discussion. It uh, deserves discussion. Stop and the discussions are out there, and I didn't shut you down. I didn't shut you down completely, but I just want to say that I don't want to discuss it too much, uh, but if you do want to discuss it, those discussions are out there, and you should join them uh, if you feel passionate one way or the other, or you have some kind of conspiracy or theories, or if you do have some, share it with us. Uh, we'd like to hear them. Um, you, you freaking weak nuts. Uh, we'd definitely like to hear it. <laughs> and, Dave, uh, where, where do we take the fucking show from here? How do we, well, how, where do we go from here? Where do we go from what here? What do you want to talk about next? Uh, well, we can go into uh, so sequel. Uh, yes, a hundred and fifty fucking percent. Yes, I, I definitely. Now this is a dangerous sequel. question because you could have said after any of the other Resident Evil so sequel, and you'd say yes, a hundred percent yes. Do you feel Capcom has learned their lesson? Like, do you think they're going to go in the right direction with this? I mean, I, I think, think that for obvious like... reasons, they're gonna they're gonna keep the game. I think the game was reviewed, um, you know, it was reviewed well. It sold generally well. But by the way, I don't know if, if if we talked about this, but so Capcom forecasted that they would sell four million copies. They didn't. They sold three point five million, which I think is fucking awesome still. But it didn't meet their expectations. So I don't uh, know what that but means. I, but, I, but but I think they've claimed that this game was a, a incredible success for them. Um and that I hope they, so. Three point five million that, copies is no joke. And that they even there's a free DLC coming. Um, that yes. you you play as Redfield. Um, yes. and it's kind of uh, I am not I'm not sure where they're going with it. Um, but it was supposed to they changed they pushed the release date back because they felt it didn't meet the quality bar. Uh, yep. so far that they had projected. Um, mm-hmm. 
So that that's promising, you know, that they're still going forward with this free DLC. Uh, they could have like uh, changed to a pay model, or they could have just chose to scrap it all together if it didn't meet their for, their their. That's you know, true. That's forecast. true. So uh, they're going along with it. Not only that, but they're prolonging it to meet a quality bar, and so that that's promising that they're they're actually supporting the player base and they're they're doing the right thing. They could have not done that at all. Um, and I think with you, with someone who has played like you know uh, Street Fighter Five with the support of that game, I guess shoddy support it got. I guess that's kind of reassuring that they're at least doing something, you know, that benefits the fans. Yeah, well, I think they're doing something that benefits the fans without kind of um, charging them a shit ton, like the like Capcom, which is funny because Capcom, same company, right? That makes that makes Street Fighter Five, that makes Resident Evil. Um, whereas in Street Fighter Five, you know, you want to. You know, buy a two stages, uh, you know, two stages in a costume, and you're spending twenty bucks. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it sucks. Well, dude, you should look at some of. They just announced some kind of pack, which was like a couple new stages. Um, I think a new costumes or characters, and it's like twenty, thirty bucks. And then the way that they say it, they're like, the money that you spend here goes to the Capcom Pro Tour, so that the winner, you know, can you know, goes to the the pot. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to fucking you know give more of my money to Daigo and, and tell these players. They're already making a shit ton of money. Why? Why can't right. you know, like who cares? Why do I want to give it to a pro player? It doesn't. Yeah, make my sense. the pro player is already gonna is already probably fucking making money. They don't need any more. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, fuck that. I don't, I'm not so, so I, it's funny. I haven't supported that game. I, I haven't purchased, like, I think I purchased like one character. I haven't purchased any DLC. It's just like, they fucked that up. So they could learn something or two from the Resident Evil 7 team. Cause I think they've done a, a better job at being more reasonable about, you know, right. They've had, a, they, 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 they've had a couple DLCs that are paid. I think it's like $20 total, but there's a, there's a whole bunch of content. And they're supposed to be quite interesting and yeah, different. It's, good. In the game. It's, a, it's a bunch of tapes. So the, you know, they didn't have to go off the, the, the main storyline. They could do all these like kind of like side stories, you know, with, with Clancy and the gang. So, um, yeah, I, I'm intrigued. So, so, so back to, um, the sequel. Yes. I would love to see a sequel. I think that, for obvious reasons, given this kind of new take on the gameplay, the new first-person perspective, I think that it's safe to say that RE8 is going to follow um, this this whole kind of new method. Um, I would hope so, but I, I would also hope that they kind of take it in a different direction as well. I think Resident Evil kind of lends itself to... I think they've shown here that what matters is how the game plays and the style of game, and it doesn't really matter what the kind of setting or what the characters are. Nobody knew who Ethan was. Nobody knew who Mia was. But I think that that played to their benefit because I think everyone is True. kind of sick of Chris and Claire and 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 Jill and and Jill Sandwich, Leon, and Jill Sandwich, and you know maybe okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, I'm on board with a full first person Barry scenario. Ooh, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Okay. I'm down right. for that. Barry coming back. Um, I don't. I don't know what kind of scenario we can put him in, but any scenario would be fantastic. And uh, so, Capcom, if you're the listening, the world wants more Barry Burton. You I mean, want all that matters. Barry. So take everything out of Barry. Find that original actor. Go back to Tokyo, wherever you found him. <laughs> um, he's probably like a banker somewhere. I I, I don't know, but uh, find banker. him. <laughs> Barry the banker. It just seems to make sense, and. <laughs> And get him, and get him to voice it, and have it be you know first person. And I'm I am on board. I think all of us are on board. Uh, l- l- let's let's go there. I am 100 percent. 
So I, I'm I'm down for that. I have two requests for the Resident Evil team on what they do next. Um, the first is that I hope it doesn't take you know the the time between RE6 and RE7 um, was about f- a little over four years, and so I hope that we don't have to wait that <laughs> so, long. So don't for... go that long again. Well, now they they have this engine right the the PS4, the Xbox One. Yeah, they're PC, set. You know, are go go two, well. years, two years. Let's, use... let's have a, yeah, let's do two years. 2018, 2019. Let's go there. But I think the story is quite interesting. Whether or not you're playing as Ethan, it doesn't really matter, right? But I do hope that yeah. you know they they if they don't dive into what's going on with Umbrella and and Redfield in the Not a Hero DLC, which maybe they will. I would like to see that expanded upon. So that's one, or maybe that was two things. Three, I want a mercenaries mode, um, which we <laughs> didn't we didn't get. So mercenaries in the old game for like you know there's this great. I don't know how to describe like the kind of like an an arcade mode almost, and I know mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily fit in with the style of RE7, but I think that RE7 is one of the least um, replayable Resident Evil games, kind of since you know RE3, well, RE4. DLCs have some modes that are kind of in that vein, um, so it, it's not quite that, but there are some total like replayable modes that are included in that so. but how much did you fucking love mercenaries in re4 and re5 i think it's, i think it's well shit. represented that, that in in the retrospective uh, episode that we do love mercenaries it's pretty great um so, so if so if they could find some way to get that kind of, at least like a mode with that same kind of feel um yes. I, you know that would really add to that replayability um uh, at least, like, I know they have like the Ethan must die mode, and that that's that's interesting, but it's not as interesting as mercenary. So, find something and also co-op. Go yeah, some kind yes, of co-op. co-op. Great, yes. co-op. we love co-op. co-op. Co-op, but not forced co-op. Not uh, you have you have uh, what's well, your now name? Now that you have to be co-op, you know, do the whole thing where we said like, uh, you can be. They, they they can throw in a character that doesn't really fucking matter. I don't I don't I don't care who it is. Just. That you can play it co-op and it doesn't have to be story based. Nobody gives a shit. Right. Um, yes, we love just, co-op. Let's, let's, let's just do it. Uh, yes. Don't 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 force it on people because you know we we love what you do. But you know, make it an alternate mode after you've beaten the game or something like that. Yes, I don't Agreed. know. Why that, I don't know why that doesn't happen. That's really annoying. What? That they don't do like kind of like co-op modes. Like, okay, you've beaten the single player experience. Now you could be like two Ethans. Like, who gives a shit if it's two Ethans? Just have it be a co-op mode and you can play I mean, I'm sure play together. It's, um, in, in our last episode right I'm sure it's uh, you know it's not trivial to, to build that right and Look, so shut up this isn't about you have that. to wonder but no <laughs> you have to wonder too is like after the it depends on how it's set up after you've completed the game like think about this how what percentage of people that have played Resident Evil 7 have finished it Okay, yeah, it's probably not that high. And then, okay, let's yeah, but see, I don't want them to just that. make it for other people. I want them to make it for me, for for you, for us. Um, for yeah, us. I I I agree. It I would be awesome. I but you know, it. Dave. I mean, to everybody that listened to our you know last uh, our last show, we're basically game developers now, right? So we know how it goes. It's hard to build shit. <laughs> yeah, but they got a lot more resources. Excuses. Or, or not valid <laughs> yes look I, look i'd love to see co-op i think co-op was was awesome um in re5 uh but i'd you know i i, I like i would hope that re8 is a core 
first and foremost single player experience without a partner because it just I think that's what already even make co op as a DLC. I don't care. Make yes. some money. Make, make some money off of it. Great. Yes. I will there buy it. Go. We will there buy it. Money. Money talks. And uh, I can't think of anything witty after that. Okay. And so, Dave, now that uh, you know we're wrapping up the episode on Resident Evil Seven. Yes, sir. You know what do you in terms of? Are there any other horror uh, games that you're? You know, has this kind of for me, this kind of reignited my interest in this genre because I haven't played much um, for a yeah, while. Maybe Outlast. Are you interested I, in other games? Are you interested in Outlast 2 just came out? I mean, what do you think? Outlast 2 just came out, and of course I'm interested in it. But then again, I still haven't played through Outlast 1, uh, even though I own it. Um, yes. I still haven't played through Alien Isolation, even though I own it. I own... I still haven't played through Amnesia the Dark Descent, even though I own it. Oh my it. god, so fucking scary. I, I own too, all yeah. these games, and I don't play them. And I think because the reason... Scary. Because they're scary. And I they freak me out. And for some reason, like Resident Evil, I was able to get past. I was able to get through it. And I think that's because it does have those empowering moments. Like, even though you, you, you feel uh, the dread, and you feel the terror, and you feel all of that, um, eventually you, you feel empowered. Um, yes. And, and so those other games like don't don't even give you a glimpse of that. Like they're just like run and hide. And for me, there's not as much fun with the run and hide thing. So I think if there's any kind of horror game I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play Evil Within. I have that. Um, I'm gonna think I'm gonna go down that road. Uh, play. Oh that. yeah, dude, you haven't played that fucking game. That's I like it, Shinji. But I, but I, but I do own it. I know Shinji Mikami is shit. Uh, so I'm gonna get on that. That's that's gonna be the one horror game I'll play. Maybe I'll get it out last when it goes on sale. Um, or Outlast 2, I mean. Uh, and maybe I'll go through my backlog and play Outlast 1 and, and, and Alien Isolation and all that. But uh, I, I would agree with you about the whole Empowered thing. I, you know, Yesterday, actually, I was kind of interested um, in... You know, Outlast 2 came out, and you know, Resident Evil 7 has kind of piqued my interest in horror games again. So I played the demo, and you're totally right. Like... You know, you're you you have no fucking weapons. You just have to run away and hide, and it just it took my anxiety to a whole another level. Uh, and I just think that also after playing RE7 Outlast 2, at least from the demo, you know, I haven't played the full game. It just doesn't feel as good. The movement, um, the pacing, it just doesn't feel as good. So it's interesting because I I, I loved the original Outlast, but I think after playing RE7, I'm not sure whether I really care to buy Outlast 2. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, spoiled. But now, as you talk about the evil within, maybe I'll play. Maybe I'll replay that game again, and maybe we can talk about it because I think it's an awesome game. Sounds good to me, brother. Um, look, so I think that about covers it, Dave. Resident Evil Seven, amazing, awesome game. Definitely worth um, worth the cash, even though I played it for free thanks to you. Um, so I, I highly recommend it, and I hope that uh, Capcom continues to be successful with this franchise because um, it's it's a classic now, and you know they've been able to reinvent right. themselves Just with RE7. Don't make the same mistakes you made before. Uh, I think they've learned their lesson, right? I don't. Think we all gonna... hope, but you never know. So yes, you anyway, know. anyway, if you liked what you heard. Please subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Breaking Board, and you can find us on Twitter at Breaking Board 83. So until next time, this has been Breaking Board.